morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Mohammed, I am Matt, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. How are you doing today, Mohammed? I'm doing okay, man. You sounded much better than you usually do. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much. What is this Vanguard, man? What did we come up with here? The, the Vanguard. Um, well, the Vanguard was your idea. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, woo! Yep, yeah, uh, the Vanguard was your idea, um, and they are the foot soldiers, essentially, that yeah. go in. Uh, yeah. That go in. Uh, it's also the first people in a movement of a... Uh, the first it's like people, the political thought leaders, right? right the Wasn't political it? thought leaders. Yeah. Um, so, welcome to what we are referring to, the Vanguard. Yep, and that's, that's all of us here. That's all of us here that are a part of Muddied Waters of Freedom, including myself, Mohammed, all the people listening, all the people who support us, and anybody else who even hasn't heard us yet, but agree with what we are saying. Um... First and foremost, Muhammad and I need to uh, thank Low Tide Kava Bar for the kava we will be drinking. I love thanking Low Tide Kava Bar. I do love thanking Low Tide Kava Bar. <laughs> Every week I love thanking Low Tide Kava Bar in Gulfport, Florida. <laughs> and any of you guys want to come join us for kava, feel free to. Absolutely. Let's do a quick shells up. Yep. Bula. Bula. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I did not have too much of that last night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got a pretty fun episode today. Um, I wanted to quickly start off by um, mentioning a friend of mine. It's a little shout out that he did not ask for me to do because he doesn't really need it. And this isn't really going to get him any more attention than he already gets. Um, my friend Eric July, he, um, he does some stuff with uh, the page Being Libertarian and Liberty Hangout. Um Eric July, I first uh, discovered this guy, and we had probably like four mutual friends in common. Now we were up to like 200 or something, maybe My more. Um, after I saw his video on Fox News, and I, don't, I don't know if I ever showed that one to you. He was on Fox News talking about, um, it was like the minimum wage and uh, economics. And everybody was like, who's this black guy talking about economics like this? You know, and he's a big Rothbardian and cap. And, you know, Eric hates um, identity politics, but he's going to have to deal with it because I, I like I like some parts of identity politics and identity stuff. And it's uh, really cool to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Eric July also, he's the lead singer of a band called uh, Backwards. That's B-A-C-K-W-O-R-D-Z, as in Zulu. Um, it's a great band. It's, oh, it's backwards. a, yeah, backwards. Yeah. And it's, um, it's a heavy metal band. Um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to classify it, but you heard it sounds kind of, it almost sounds like, I don't know, a little bit of, it's kind of hip hop metal, I guess is kind of what it sounds like. Sure. Um, I'm not a big metal guy, so I don't know how to classify it. It's yeah. Like metal. Well, there I There was a lot of screaming, but there was, it, yeah, mm-hmm. there was a lot of screaming, but I, I did not dislike it. No, it was, and the message that he put across in it was really good. Yeah, I really dug that line that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the line, there's a line like towards the the middle end of the song where he says, um, uh, At "The denouement of the song." May <laughs> he said um, he's he's criticizing statists, and he says. 
You put your lives in the hands of silly guys. You look at racism. I'm paraphrasing this part. You look at racism, but Pretty ignoring cool. the statism, something like that. It's a great, line. dude. It's a great song. The song is uh, titled "Cell Ownership." Um, so go ahead and check check out backwards. Check out Eric July, and uh, if you like heavy metal, it's a great band. He's a great musician, and uh, go ahead and check him out. Um, I actually requested his friendship on Facebook uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right out because both you and Eric July were listed on the 15 top libertarians. Oh, yeah. And so I requested it after that. And, um, it said, Eric July has too many friends, but you are now following him. Oh, uh, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll have him change that. Up. <laughs> He's probably following a couple of commies. He doesn't want to be friends with anyways. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we all are. Zach. Uh, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> we, we have not spoken of commie Zach Chorus. Zach in a while. Chorus in a while. So just a little shout out to him. We still love you, even though you're a dirty commie. <laughs> But we would like to welcome all of you to our very special inauguration edition of Muddied Waters of Freedom. So, as we all know, yesterday, we have a new, as of yesterday, we have a new president, President Donald J. Trump, which, back in the 90s, I never would have seen that one coming. (laughs) Um, That... That's just a complete shock to me. Like, I know that we've known for a while now, but still, I had my doubts, like, minimal doubts going into yesterday, and, yep, now Donald Trump is our president. The Simpsons called that a long-ass time ago. <laughs> yeah, they do. They call everything. I don't, I don't, I really don't get that. Well, you know, monkeys at a typewriter, eventually, they're going to type the Bible. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're actually going to start our special inauguration uh, edition with... Uh, a couple days beforehand in some of the things that former president, which is such a great thing to say now, former president Barack Obama did leading into the inauguration. And we're going to start with the Chelsea Manning sentence being commuted. Mm, Yes. Uh, As we all know, Chelsea Manning is uh, the army, I don't know. Intel. Intel, I don't know what her rank was uh, at the end. Probably like, so, I don't remember, sergeant. Right. Uh, she, she was Army Intel, and she leaked something like 700,000 documents to WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, about uh, how the war was being handled or mm-hmm. in Iraq. It was Iraq, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. How the war was being handled in Iraq. and Footage. Footage of... Like that, drones and help and, right. you know... Uh, Apaches and stuff. Right. And they sentenced her to 35 years in prison, Mm -hmm. which was the longest prison term that has ever been sentenced for somebody with an intel leak in the Army. Uh, And Barack Obama uh, commuted the last 28 years, so she will be getting out in May, which, first of all, you know, nice job, Barack. Nice job, Barack. Well done. Well I know done. Many of my right leaning friends are going to disagree with me on this, but this was the correct move, in my opinion. I do not think that she should have gone to jail, and mm-hmm. I do not think that she deserved a 35 year sentence. Um, thoughts? What do you got? Yeah, I don't. Um, specifically, when it comes to the 
the biggest thing I keep hearing everywhere all the time is Chelsea Manning put service members' lives in jeopardy. And, you know, the thing is, of course, that could be true, but it's minuscule compared to us just being there to begin with, you know? If we weren't there, the lives wouldn't be in danger anyway. Exactly. So, sure, Chelsea put out the information and a bunch of Islamic terrorists and people got mad and maybe attacked a convoy or something. We, there's no definite way to know what the outcome was other than, sure, n- yeah, maybe service members' lives were, def- were, were, were endangered. But the biggest endangerment to service members' lives has always been the fact that we're even there to begin with, you know? Um, we, 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 we trumped up. <laughs> Trump. Yeah. <laughs> we, trumped, <laughs> we, we trumped up all this fake news about, God, fake news. About um, <laughs> WMDs, chemical weapons, and all that in Iraq that just turned out to not be there. We went to war, and there were, there were, there were no weapons. There was none of that. And Operation Iraqi Freedom has been and still is the worst operation of the two when it comes to the war on terror. Um, not as bad as Enduring Freedom. Um, but when you look at when you look at the fact that we have lost about 5,000 service members. Uh, plus, I don't have the number for this one. I just remembered this right now. The number of civilians, contractors, and whoever that, ha- that has died over there as well. Uh, the bulk of those died between 2003 and 2008 when the surge ended. Uh, I deployed to Iraq in the middle of 2009. Got back in the middle of 2010. I didn't see anything. Um, we went out on convoys. I trained the Iraqi army. Uh, uh, I, I was embedded with the 3319th Airborne Artillery, uh, Airborne, Airborne Artillery Regiment and the 504th Infantry Regiment, 1st Battalion. Um, and, you know, we went out. There was the elections. Nothing really happened. We were in the western part of Iraq. Most of the violence had moved from there. Um, point is, the, the bulk of the combat casualties happened at least even a year. You know, a year before uh, Chelsea leaked all that information. So I don't see why everyone's focused so much on this leak so much. When if you if if you're if you're if your sole concern is the lives of service members being endangered, then you should be looking at how we went into the war, why we went into the war, who took us into the war, and not that Chelsea Manning released the information. So. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, my, I had, you know, I, I honestly think that she should not have gotten the sentence that she had gotten. I don't think she should have gotten sentenced at all. Uh, I agree that when she leaked the information, uh, it was to show that we were doing things, for lack of any better word, immoral, if not illegal. Yeah. Um, you know, unconstitutional in many aspects of it, uh, which I completely, totally agree that we need to be alerted of these things. What I do disagree with that Obama did not do, mm-hmm. and I, I, man, I had my fingers crossed that he was going to do this, uh, but, all right, so quick, I'm a huge movie snob. 
uh, I love watching movies. I love all that. And I watch a ton of them. And when my favorite movie doesn't get nominated, it gets, you know, I consider it a snub. And I just sort of uh, felt this feeling on steroids with the Edward Snowden snub. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to commute Chelsea Manning's sentence, uh, if you're going to... pardon other people, why did you not pardon Edward Snowden for essentially the exact same... Yep. For essentially the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And personally, my belief on it is that so much of what he released uh, shined a bad light on the U.S. government and not the military. Yeah. And I think that Obama didn't pardon Snowden because he feels that uh, it was more of a threat to the government as opposed to a black eye on the military. Makes sense. That's my personal opinion. I think Edward Snowden personally is an American hero, and he deserves to come back home. And I would love for him to come back home. He could stay with me. Yeah. (laughs) I I would be happy to have Edward here. But I think that Edward Snowden deserves to be pardoned. And now with Trump, and I know that's not going to happen. Trump said in the campaign trail, and even though he's completely reversed many of his policies. I don't think he's reversing this one, that he would have Snowden hanged. And I just... I I think some of his picks wouldn't let it happen either. I don't think so. Yeah. But I I just can't believe that you're going to, you know, commute Chelsea Manning's sentence, you're going to pardon other people who did essentially the same thing, but then Snowden is just stuck over in Russia. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just completely think that's unacceptable. And that's both people on the right and left mm-hmm. who are who feel this way. The yeah. only people that I know pretty universally are pro-Snowden, pro-Manning, uh, were libertarians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they need... I think that the right and left both need to realize that this wasn't... What they were leaking wasn't stuff to try to harm the government or harm the military. They were trying to show us, show the people, that illegal things were happening. Yeah. uh, Unconstitutional things were happening. They were spying on all of us. They were attacking civilians unconstitutionally. They were doing all of this stuff, and nobody... It's just that they don't care enough, and it just bothers me that they don't care enough. Yeah, which really confuses me with a lot of my conservative friends that um, that talk about how back to the endangering civil service members' lives thing because maybe there might have been an uptick in terror or something or attacks on uh, 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 service members deployed. You know, you guys need to really realize and think about this is the wiki the 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 wikileaks and um this information being released did not, is not what put our what our service members lives in danger i'm not even talking about them being there to begin with i'm talking about the actions we took you know when whether it's by accident or not you know like whether it's the stuff that chelsea uh, you know chelsea released or you know accidental uh I'm not going to say friendly fire just 
collateral damage on civilians. That's what makes terrorists, and that's what makes people angry at us. Uh, you got people in overseas that don't know anything about us, don't care about us, trying to survive, and we just bombed their house, you know? That's what's going to make terrorists. We've been in the Middle East now since 2002 with Afghanistan until now, and we're back in Iraq, and we're, we're still in Afghanistan. So from 2008, let's count. If some, if, let's count someone that's old enough to remember the invasion. So there might be like a six- or seven-year-old Iraqi kid from, you add, you know, so uh, at uh, 03, 13 plus 4 is 17. Um, that's 14 years plus 7. That's 21 years. You have, yeah, you have military aged 21 year old men that remembered seeing their country destroyed by us. That's what makes terrorists. I don't care. I, they, they, there's no, no way, absolutely. there's no way around people. I don't know how people don't see that. There's no way around that. Who fuck the week, fuck the WikiLeaks, man. You got these kids that, that, that have seen their, their, their countrymen and their, and their families die. And now they're, now they're, now they're a fighting age. Of course they're going to do something. There, it's really not that hard, in my opinion, to envision. So, no, it's it's not. You, we go over there, we meddle around. Back in when was it that we uh, went into Iran? Into Iran, nineteen fifties, and we uh, established their new leader there, mm-hmm. and that's what caused the hostages to get taken. Um, decades later. Decades, yeah, two yep. decades later. Yeah, so it was, yeah, yeah, removing the Shah and right. then... Removing um, the Shah and then... Ahmadinejad. Right. And then, yeah, the hostages were taken and then we had, you know, that name that I can never pronounce. <laughs> Nor would I try. I know it when I read it, but I'm never going to try to say that word. Um, but... What's Aleppo? What's Aleppo? Um, <laughs> but uh, we... We keep going over there. We keep messing around in their business. And then they end up hating us more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And we should just let it go. We should just absolutely let it go and not deal with that. But that's their business. Let mm-hmm. them handle it. Yeah. Let them handle it. There will be peace in the Middle East if they want peace there. Otherwise, it's not our business to police anybody. I don't care what anybody says. It's not. No, the... South Park guys were right. You know, Team America, world mm-hmm. police. Yeah. It's not our job to police the world. It didn't take anybody to come to the, to the colonies to get us to revolt against the uh, the crown, you know? And although the, the, the French would wanted to see that, and then when they did, they did help us out. But we had to do that ourselves, you know? Right. Every country that's... Every, you know, nation that's ever revolted or a group of people that seceded from their higher power has always done it at their own behest because they're tired of the bullshit. So you leave the Middle East, let them kill each other off or not. It's none of our business and it'll be, it'll be good, you know? Right. And that includes not, that includes Israel, you know, that, that includes, because the other thing people uh, we're not going to go too much off topic I just want to have uh, the one line about Israel I got to say is people also have to realize these Arabs in the Middle East a lot of times the, the the only thing they see is well why is America bombing us and giving weapons to Israel fuck America how do people not understand how that could get someone 
a little bit violent against the West, or at least America. Right. So, you know, just get out of the Middle East, leave the Arabs alone, leave Israel alone. They can handle themselves. They've proved it a couple times now. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And, I mean, the opposite side of that is my left friends who uh, aren't pro-Snowden. I don't understand that. Like, if Bush was in office when all of that came out, even though I believe Bush was in office when Snowden stole the stuff. I don't remember. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Or it may have been like the first year of Obama. I'm trying to remember when that all came out. That yeah. was Oh, that was right before I moved to... I don't know. You keep talking, I can look it up. Yeah, I, <laughs> I believe... Okay, no, that was... I was in Philadelphia when I first started hearing about that. Um, and so that was right before I moved to Florida. So that was... What year was that? Four years ago. Okay. So 2013-ish? Okay. So, no, that Okay, so... It is. You're actually 100% right. Okay, yeah. So 2013, when uh, Snowden did that, um, when Snowden released all the documents, if that had been Bush in office, Mm -hmm. people would be... You know, my friends on the left would be calling Snowden a hero. They would be uh, saying he needs to come home. They would, you know, be just... uh, just going after Bush for not pardoning him. But for Snowden, it's just silent. It's just all quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. And they're not saying absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Because it's, in my opinion, they don't want to go after their president. But yeah. Now that Trump is president, and, you know, he's a quote-unquote Republican, mm-hmm. um, since he's a quote-unquote Republican, he's... You know, well, now they need to make sure that we're not being spied on by the NSA. Now we need to, you know, cut back on the big brother tactics that have been going on for the last 16 years. Yeah. We need to cut down on everything since the Patriot Act. It's like, no, we can't trust the person in office anymore. And that's not the way government works. Like, you either trust the government or you don't trust the government. It does not matter who's in charge. Yeah. Because when... You have the precedent set by one president, and it moves over to the next one. You can't suddenly say, "Oh, wait, now it's bad." And that's that's uh, that's what I that's what I would tell some of my, my some of my Bernie Sanders friends sometimes on why I highly prefer the Rand Paul approach to things versus the Bernie Sanders approach to things. Because I, I, I I'm just like think about it. Let us assume because nobody knows. Let us assume Bernie Sanders is. A great man. Everything he means is well. And everybody he hires under him in the government is an angel. You know? Um, (laughs) And eight years go well under Bernie Sanders. He survives a couple strokes and heart attacks because he's really old. (laughs) And um, then he, you know, passes off the reins. There's a new election. And... I don't know. Somebody else got elected that isn't Rand Paul. Ted Cruz. Sure. Ted Cruz, or even worse, Marco Rubio. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to... Those yeah. were the two I was trying to figure out which yeah. one I was going to say. Ted Cruz just popped out first. No, it's all good. I just... I don't like Marco Rubio more. I, I uh, get that. <laughs> so Marco Rubio is now in power, and now Marco Rubio has in control of him and his administration 
the vast amounts of power that the Bernie Sanders administration gave him. And that's actually what happened sort of this time around when the uh, the back in 2013, 13 maybe, when the Democrats had, or maybe it was 11, I don't remember, they had the majority and they wanted to get rid of uh, the special powers the minority party had in the Senate to block confirm, you know, basically to oh yeah, to block the filibuster, to block confirmations for Senate hearing, oh, okay. for, you know, oh, Senate hearing confirmations. confirmations, and now they have to deal with that fallout right. because that now 10, they're the minority. That was 2010, something like that, and that's the same exact concept. And one of my friends was like, "Oh, now the the now the Republicans." have a majority. Well, it wouldn't matter if the Democrats hadn't even got, gotten rid of that. So, so and, and that's the same concept. Bernie Sanders has all this power. Then the, obviously the next president comes in and it's somebody you don't like. It's the same thing. And now you don't trust government that you did trust for eight years. It's, it's really mind-boggling how people don't see that. Right. Um, moving on to the day before the election... <laughs> Since we've just spent the last, you know, the last 25 minutes talking about the few days before the election, uh, we had the pre-inauguration riots in, well, pretty much everywhere, but mm-hmm. the D.C. ones were the big ones. Um, and you had your friend uh, James Alsa mm-hmm. up there, who is a pro-Trump guy. Uh, he was a pro-Trump guy. Very outspoken. Yeah, he has and, his own YouTube channel. Yeah, he has his own YouTube channel. I'm sure, I'm certain he's Facebook, and his Twitter is the real James Alsop. Um, and uh, he was up there debating with a Democrat in the streets. No, you talk about the video. The video. I'd, so, yeah, uh, Matt just showed me this video. Hadn't seen it until he just showed it to me before we did the podcast. But he, yeah, he was debating with a Democrat. I'm not even sure what that debate was about. Everything seemed just kind of just basic. In yeah, what he was talking about. He, well, he was debating a Democrat, and there were the gotta hate these assholes, the Antifa kids right behind him with their masks and stupid ass flags. Yeah, and they stole. They ended up stealing his yeah. uh, "Make America Great Again" hat. Yeah, it's the white version. The white, yeah, the white version of the MAGA hat, and. He was like, hey, give me back my property because... It's his fucking hat. Right. Stealing is wrong. Stealing is wrong. But they took it anyway. He ended up getting punched. Yes, he got punched. And I'm not sure how it escalated because that's where that video kind of ended. But eventually, later on, he got hit with a flagpole, I believe is what happens. He got hit in the back of the head with a flagpole by these Antifa guys. Yeah. Who... Antifa stands for anti-fascists, right? Yeah. And they're using fascist tactics... Exactly. ...to support anti-fascists. Because they're fascists. Right. Sorry. Yeah, they're fascists. I've but, never seen them do anything good for for any community. All they do is go around and break stuff. And right. you saw... And we're talking about the riots. Going around breaking Starbucks stuff, Bank of America stuff. Why are you crashing into a Starbucks? They agree with you politically. Yes, yeah. Why are you smashing... Liberal Starbucks. In Starbucks. In in Washington, D.C., one of the most democratic districts or areas in the country, you're basically breaking your own supporters' crap. Not that I, I suggest you break your opposition's crap. 
I don't suggest you break anybody's. Company. Yeah, it's their property. Leave it alone. But they're morons. Right. Yeah, and I, I get pissed off every time I see these Antifa videos and these Antifa kids running around with their stupid Ancom flags and their stupid masks and they're breaking stuff and they're hitting people and they're cussing at people. And those are some people I will never, ever agree with. I even made a post the other this week. People got butthurt over this when I, was, I, I posted a picture of, of, of these Antifa kids and... I was like, you know what? When it comes time for the eventual battle between the rednecks and Antifa, I'd rather be on the side of the rednecks. I'd be like, oh, I have Antifa friends, and you know they're uh, uh, they're good people. I'm like, I don't think so. If you're Antifa, you have that violent mentality. Okay, well, in all fairness, what you were saying right there is the same thing people say about you, and I'm like, no, no, Muhammad's a good guy. No, no, <laughs> he's a Muslim. You can't trust him. And I'm like, no, no, I can trust him. So just because somebody aligns themselves with a certain group doesn't mean they are one of the violent. Well, groups. I'm not talking about leftists in general. I'm talking about Antifa. I don't know. I haven't seen them do a kitchen soup yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen them clean up a street or adopt a highway. Right. I'm being honest. Right. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, nope, nope. They, they, these, that's the only... Just go on YouTube, type Antifa... And watch how these kids conduct themselves. And not saying this is all leftists. I'm just saying I, I still, me, myself, Muhammad, have not seen Antifa do anything actually good for anybody. And if it does exist, please go ahead and send it to me and I'll watch it. And I will publicly apologize and I will state it for everybody to see that I was wrong about Antifa. It uh, doesn't count. If you're not part of Antifa, because I have friends that are left-leaning that might say, I like Antifa, I identify with them, you're not, unless you're wearing the damn masks and walking around with them. That's my two cents. You go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're good. Fucking like, dumbasses. <laughs> I hate them, man. <laughs> and I can completely understand that, because, you know, they're... they're uh, pops Should I repeat that has nothing to do with... In my opinion, it has nothing to do with leftists in general. Yes, I have friends that listen to this podcast that are leftists. I'm not talking about you. Right. I'm talking about Antifa. Right. So, just so it's out there. It's, I don't want to hear anything about me lumping people, because I do make that mistake. You just said that, and you're right. And, and I admitted that earlier to my friend Kaysen and Zach. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. Yes, you're leftists. You, you're not violent people. I know that. But I'm talking about Antifa. And I'm not taking it back until I see proof that... Antifa's actually done some good things for whatever communities they belong to. I think that's exceptionally fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah the, James was bloodied as hell. Yeah, Post he it still on my Facebook if anybody wants to go see it. Yeah, he was. You can you can Google it, uh, James Alsup A L L S U P. Uh, it'll definitely come up. Uh, I read an article on it before I saw Muhammad's post. And I don't know James, but I saw the post, and then I saw Muhammad's uh, post, and I was kind of in shock that that could happen to somebody we know. Yeah. Um, but now we're... So that happened at the... What was that called? The Deplorable. <laughs> that was called it the Deplorable. The Deplorable. The Deplorable. Um, and then Inauguration Day happened. Yeah. Um... Inauguration Day, 
And one, yeah, we talked about the same riots that I just mentioned. Right. Yeah. The right. You know, the riots were going on. Um, you know, lots of fighting. Uh, so much butt hurt on Facebook. I have not seen this many people talk about. Oh, I just want to cry. I just, I'm, I just don't know what to do. Uh, our country's over. Uh, I'm not in a camp yet. Our, right, yeah, and thank God for that, because this show would be really boring if I was doing it alone. <laughs> um, what else was there? Uh, this country is the laughing stock of the world. Um, yeah, and we're going to get into this right after this, um, into this other topic after this one. But I have to mention it because it uh, it goes in with this. On the uh, the Women's March, I watched a live feed, um, like, before I came here, by like an hour. And um, there was this um, white knight guy, you know, on <laughs> during the march. And he was, like, criticizing Trump's speech. And I don't... Uh, we'll talk about Trump's speech, too. Um, he was talking about how uh, Trump's speech was, like, oh, it was bad. And he's, like... He, this was his time to reach out to people, and he didn't do any of that, and he was dividing people. What? I was like, did we fucking listen to the same did goddamn speech? speech? <laughs> like, Trump said stuff that I'm about, to, I'm about to criticize, but his speech was actually sort of uniting. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, like, like I've told people, a lot of my friends here within the last week or so... Um, People have this tendency to disagree with the person and not the content. It came up when I was talking about Tommy Loren with, with some of my friends. I'm like, you guys got to be careful. When you disagree with Tommy Loren, please make sure you disagree with the content, what she's saying, and not with and not Tommy Loren. she's Tommy Loren. Yeah, you know, that's, that, that should make sense. Right. You know, oh, no, it's I'm Tommy Loren. Well, okay, well, she thinks murder is bad. Well, she's fucking wrong because she's Tommy Loren. What? No, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but before we, get, before we get into Trump's speech, I just want to bring up the, what I thought was the absolute highlight of the inauguration. Was it the scream? The scream. Oh, you didn't see the scream? I'll show it to you after this. Okay. I did not see the scream. No, the highlight of the inauguration was Bill Clinton checking out... <laughs> I don't know which one it was. It was either Ivanka or Melania. I don't really know which one he was looking at, but he was checking out one of them so hard, and Hillary turned and stared at him for a good five seconds before he even noticed. He glances down at her, and you can just see it in his face of, I'm caught, I don't care, and went right back to checking her out. Yep. I mean, he was checking her out hard. He did the whole lick, lip, yep. bite. Thing, yep. And you just know he was he was having some dirty old man thoughts oh, yeah. in that one. <laughs> and Hillary knew it, and everybody who has seen that video knows it. It was the highlight of the inauguration to me. That made my day. Mm -hmm. I was so happy to have seen that. Mm -hmm. um, but then Trump, you know, Trump got in, uh, and he's now president. And so... He got inaugurated, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, and then he gave a speech. And you're right. It was a very uniting speech. He said, I don't, he said, he used I and me the fewest times out of any inauguration speech is what I read. Huh. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, but I did read that. Okay. So, 
We'll just say it. Cool. I, I did not fact check that, so okay. don't okay. hold me accountable. Let me ask where you read that at. Um, I read it during the Drudge Report. I Drudge? Don't okay. Which, yeah. I don't remember which uh, article. Drudge is usually accurate, but yeah. okay. Um, but most of his stuff was, the government's going to work for you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer are there going to be politicians who complain about problems but never do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he said we a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people, you. He focused it all on American, the yeah. Yeah, on the American people. Which, is, it's great. Like that, It is great. That is what you want. Yes. But it also is very reminiscent of... Obama, right? Or what well, no, Obama say? was breaking records for how many times he said I and me. <laughs> um, no, uh, Chairman Mao. Okay. Uh, he he was very, this is about you, the people. This is about you, oh. the people. Um, God, I can't remember his name right now. Vietnam. Yeah, no. Yeah, the, the leader of Vietnam. Same thing when he got put into power. Uh, many dictators use that same terminology when they are going into power. Yeah. I'm sure. This is about you. This yeah. is you. This yeah. is the people. You know, we are one. This is you're going to run this. Yes. This is about you, and then we see how that turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Trump can become a dictator like these people. No, I don't think so. We, but I don't think he doesn't have those tendencies. Yeah, but that's anybody. Sure. In my opinion, anybody running for office has right. that. Anybody who's going to want to be Including president. the polls. You, you heard it right here. But yeah. Right. Anybody, anybody who wants to be president is going to have that tendency. Of course. Because it takes a certain sort of narcissism. It takes a certain sort of yeah. uh, arrogance and uh, bombastic feeling about yourself that you should be the leader mm-hmm. of a country, much less free world. Mm-hmm. So... I do agree that, yeah, anybody who's going to run for that position is going to have those tendencies. It was just the way he was phrasing it was a little... Of course. And he talked a lot about patriotism and all the rah-rah Republican things. Yeah. Um, But he said that patriotism will be racism, uh, national... Like, he talked about nationalism, uh, and he had more prayers than any inauguration ever, so <laughs> God was involved. So, all in all, while... Washington, I actually think I saw an article how rain is oh, yeah, supposed rain, to be good fortune in the Bible. Yeah, one of one of the priests or pastors or somebody who was up on... One of the religious leaders who was up on stage uh-huh. said, uh, in, the, in the Bible, rain is a sign of God's... Uh, testament to, okay. to you. This was during the inauguration? During the inauguration. Okay. He, uh, God's testament toward an event. And when you came on stage, Mr. President, it began to rain. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did listen he's to the speech. He's got God's backing. Yeah. I did um, I did listen to the speech, just so you guys know. But I was at work, so uh, didn't, didn't tune in for the uh, pre-ceremony stuff. And I was watching while I was at work, so I, I got... Mm. I had to go do work things yeah. uh, while I was watching it. Um, but you know, that's where I that's what that's where I'm saying. It's just like Obama is where it's now like these conservatives are trusting in a singular one man and the government 
And to me, that just reminds me of Democrats and Obama because right. he was going to do everything and he was going to fix everything. And uh, President Trump made a lot of very, 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 in my opinion, hard to uh, hard to pass promises about we will destroy ISIS. You know, we will bring the jobs back. We will do everything ever and i was like how are you no, you're not a company to bring jobs back i mean yeah granted if you do lower the uh the tax the corporate tax from 39 percent to 14 like i believe he said mm-hmm. then yeah companies will start bringing the businesses back mm-hmm. but you still have the problem of minimum wages and uh minimum wages and uh employee tax and all the other taxes yeah. that are going to go along with it that you don't really have to deal with across the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you make that promise? Like, what are you really going to be able to do to force these companies to bring the jobs back? Yeah. And for, like you said, for Republicans, for Republicans to uh, put all of your faith into this guy... It's the exact same problem that we had for the last eight years with Democrats looking at Obama like he was the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 just sad that you know, I'm watching now Republicans falling in love with the government again. Right. I mean, I have... Trust um, the government or don't trust the government. Don't fall somewhere in between. Yeah. Don't make that party specific. Yeah. I'm... I'm I'm hoping people realize that they need to just stop believing in the government and stop hoping for a savior that's going to do everything for you because only we can make our lives better. Self-ownership. Right. Yeah. All right. So Trump became president, and it's so weird to call him just completely off, Mm -hmm. but it's weird to call him President Trump. We've always referred to him as Trump, Mm -hmm. Donald, Donald (laughs) Trump, the guy from The Apprentice. You know, whatever. And now you're calling him President Trump. It's That's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, it is. Like, President Bush, that one was easy. Yeah. Both, both times. Yeah. Because it was Vice President Bush to President Bush. And then you already said President Bush, so... You know, President Clinton, that was... You know, he was governor, so it's an easy transition. But Donald Trump has been in the media for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is from the early 80s. Yeah. So now, instead of being Donald Trump... Or, you know, the Donald or whatever, you know, the guy with the bad haircut and orange skin, whatever. Now he's President Trump, mm-hmm. and that is the proper term to call him. Yeah. I mean, we can still call him whatever we want, because yeah. who cares? Yeah, yeah. But to make that transition mentally <laughs> and have it be something that you're accepting of is just, it's just a weird dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, today, day after the election or a day after the inauguration, not the election, uh, it's uh, been very widely broadcast that there is the absolutely idiotically named Women's March on Washington. And I don't disagree with you. Yeah, women, equality, 100%, absolutely. You deserve equality in all senses. Um, But whoever put this together and decided to name it the Women's March on Washington did not think that through, since there's a Women's March on Washington, St. Pete, 
There's a Women's March on Washington, Philly. There's a Women's March on Washington, North Carolina. I'm certain there's a Chicago, San Francisco, L.A. Of course. Every major city, even the minor ones. Um, There's going to be Women's March on Washington, whatever edition. Mm -hmm. Why not call it March Against Trump, March Against Hate, March for Equality, March... Yeah. Whatever. Why Women's March on Washington? That just bothers me. It just... It just bugs me. No, I understand. And it bugs me that there were no women marching when, I don't know, people found out through WikiLeaks and, the well, the DNC leaks, you know, specifically, that Hillary Clinton received money from countries like Saudi Saudi Arabia Arabia. that don't exactly respect women equality and women rights. Um... You know, peop- nobody nobody marched against Saudi Arabia. Nobody did any of that because it's just political um, expediency. Right. You know, it's it didn't matter up until now. The fact that, you know, women didn't march against Hillary for taking money from Saudi Arabia with their egregious mm-hmm. women's violations or that... Uh, the gay community didn't march against Hillary for the exact same thing. Yeah. Is beyond me because they think that Trump is going to come in and take away their rights, which he's not. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely not. Nope. Um, Never said anything about women's or gays. No. First president ever to hold the LGBTQ flag. Yes. Ever. Ever. And he, Trump's not going to take those rights away. Hillary wasn't going to take those rights away either, I I will say that. But she was taking money from not, you know, people, not organizations, but from countries. From countries that are absolutely awful on their record towards women and towards gays. And I think that's just absolutely insane to me. And I don't, in all honesty, and this is 100% true, I don't know what the Women's March on Washington is for. (laughs) I have no clue. Yeah, my friend was my friend had uh, Tiffany Madison. Uh, she was talking about that. She said that she went through Twitter feeds. Uh, she looked up hashtags, and she can't find like a unanimous reason on why this march is going on. Right. And what's even what's even worse than that is you know you can Borowski. Uh, Put a vi- Julie Browski put a video out on it, and I had mentioned it, but I'm a man with a penis. Um, it's a march for some women, because they, um, they had organized this march. Sorry, guys, I'm a little tired. They had organized this march with a, uh, a group, I think it's called the New Wave Feminist. It's supposed to be, I don't know if they're conservative or not. Uh, they might be. I'm sure they are. Um, but it's a feminist group, women's group, that is pro-life and when it came out a couple days before the march that this group was going to be a part of the march they had a um basically had a twitter firestorm and you know people were gonna start disassociating and not going and then they had to disinvite the uh these pro-life ladies from marching with them which a lot of the pro-life ladies are out on their own anyways with them today um, but where's, where's this inclusive crap that I keep hearing about? You know, since when, since, since when are women not women because they're pro-life? 
since when are women not pro-equality of the sexes if they're pro-life? That's the definition of feminism. So, right. it's so pretty I, sad. From what I understand, it's all about equality. Yeah. And I don't get why they would shut out a certain sect of their own gender mm-hmm. just because they disagree with one issue on it. Because it's about politics, probably religion. A lot of people will sometimes assume pro-life has is equal to like Christianity or something, but that's not always the case. Yeah. In the Julie Borowski video, I've never actually heard this, but keep your Bible out of my uterus. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's obviously about ideology. Conservative women are not women, and they're not... They don't. I, they obviously don't know what's best for them, so that's why they got disinvited. You right. know, liberal women. The liberal women are gonna march for them, and make sure that they're equal and get their you know, uh, twenty three cents extra an hour or whatever it is they're trying to do. Right. Which, <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get into the wage gap. <laughs> um, that's basically just about all the time we have for today anyway so we don't even have to get into that uh, maybe we'll talk about it next week uh, probably not but maybe uh, <laughs> anyway uh, thank you all for listening I do appreciate it uh, you can see Muhammad or I at Low Tide or Grassroots Kava Bar this evening uh, Saturday the 21st um, we'll be out there for a little bit um, if you guys need, if you guys have any suggestions for the show, if you hear anything that you want to talk about or have any ideas for us, please let us know. Um, do you have anything? Like and share our podcast. Yes, like and share our podcast. Please follow us on SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, even Instagram. Yeah, we have an Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please follow us on all of those things. Share, tell your friends about it. Um. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. That's it. Let's do it. Let's do one last bula. Okay, let's do the bula. Second and one last. Yeah, let's do right. the bula. Shells up. Bula. Bula. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed it. And remember where we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs>